Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Coming up this week, free dining may be coming after all. Disney's after-hour event sees low attendance, or does it? And an opening date has been announced for Disney Springs Town Center. Also, we'll have our favorite trip planning threads from disboards.com for the month of March. And you're all about to meet the newest member of the Diz team. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 881, for the week of April 19th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Jackie Gailey. Hi, guys. Back in the production nook, our producer, Craig Williams. Hi. And on his next to last show, Breaking My Heart Slowly, the one and only Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. He's killing you softly. Killing me softly. (laughs) And uh, I'm very happy to introduce to you the newest member of the Diz team, Mr. Oliver Green. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. And uh, Oliver uh, was the winner of Diz Idol. Um, <laughs> was it? And, uh, Still got confetti in your hair, do you? I hate when that happens. He's going to sing that uplifting song now at the end. Yeah. Believe in dreams. Or, right, or dreaming or magic or believing. So, um, so, Oliver, welcome. Why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, so uh, thank you. You've all been so kind so far. I'm Oliver. I'm the newest member of the team. Um, That's already tell, been covered. Tell us that. It has, yeah, know. I'm just you know recapping. Just Leave him alone. Thank you. I know. Well, we're going to treat him awful. different right now. It's, yes. Oh. <laughs> um, I have uh, I have emigrated, as you may be able to tell, from the United Kingdom to America. I married an American. Um, yeah, and I am I'm here because I I have. An unhealthy love, or healthy, depending on how you look at it, um, love uh, for theme parks, um, paired with a media degree, I suppose. So it's uh, yeah, a perfect background, pairing. Background in filmmaking? Yes, I do, yeah. I've got a, a Bachelor of Arts in filmmaking. Uh, I've got a degree in film and television production also. Um, yeah, it's pretty much me. <laughs> so it's uh, really, really happy to have you, have you with us and... Uh, you know, helping us forget about the betrayal that is uh, Steve's leaving. Um, <laughs> but no, really Did happy. Did you know on, on um, the Brady Bunch when they brought in an Oliver, the show went down the tubes? I, I'm just saying. It's not he cousin has, Oliver. Okay. As, as I've been finding out over the last few days, uh, any of those references are lost on him. Um, This is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, You know, when I said, but you are Blanche, you are, you are in that chair. Looked at me like, qua. Um, So we just got TV. (laughs) (laughs) So no, Oliver, welcome to the show. Really glad to have you aboard. Um, All right. A couple things in housekeeping uh, this week. Um, Most of the team uh, is moving over to... For lack of a better term, I hate the term, but it's what they're called. Uh, fan pages on Facebook are uh, personal Facebook pages have gotten a little unwieldy. Mine was completely out of control. 
uh, they, they, they cap you at 5,000 at 5,000 friends. And I hit that a while ago and there were like 500 friend requests pending. And so I, I moved over to one. I know Rhino has, Jenny Lynn has, I think Oliver just started one. Um, and encouraging the rest of the team to do the same thing. Just it's easier. Um, so, uh, we'll put links up to everybody's Facebook profiles. Uh, you know, I know some people were thinking like I didn't like them because I wasn't approving your. I could I, I didn't approve your friend request because I couldn't. So, John and I are not on Facebook, but you can find us on Twitter. Yes, they are on Twitter, and they battle with each other constantly. We do for. I want you to know since you made that announcement, I got like fifteen new followers. So, John, <laughs> fifteen or fifty? Fifteen. Wow, 15. big numbers. Oh, sarcasm. Um, You're really, be nice to Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we'll have links to everybody's Twitter and Facebook profiles uh, in the show notes page, disunplugged.com. It's where you can find links to everything we talk about on the show. Um, Speaking of shows, uh, this week, uh, the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast that just went up yesterday was the Q&A show where you were answering questions from... uh, from uh, listeners and viewers. Correct. Uh, next week, um, we, uh, we're we talking about Disney Deluxe Resorts. And that is also going to be a larger theme next week that uh, you'll start seeing on Monday when we release our What We Love About the Disney Resorts Deluxe Edition. We're going to be talking about Polynesian, the Contemporary, the Beach Club, and Animal Kingdom Lodge. And... Uh, this is kind of a different take on our seven and sevens. Just decided to do something different with it and hope you enjoy it. But you'll see the first of those next Monday, along with the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show, uh, focused on the deluxe resorts. Um, of course, uh, live on Mixler.com every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. And on iTunes every Monday, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with Tom Bell and his team. On this week's edition, Nancy Johnson has some suggestions for a Mother's Day trip to Disneyland. Nice place to go for Mother's Day. And uh, on Thursdays, of course, the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged with Craig Williams and we'll just call them the Craigettes. Mm -hmm. Um, And this week, Craig? Oh, this week we're going to have a fun one because we're talking about the uh, Sinbad show over at Islands of Adventure and uh, our take on it. I have a feeling it's going to be very against... Sinbad, but who knows? Is that show still going on? It's still Absolutely. going on. That was bad when it first opened. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing is that this is I don't even think I can say arguably uh, this is the worst show in the theme park anywhere ever in the history of theme parks. So this should be a very interesting Thursday. Uh, Disunplugged dot com one p.m. Eastern. And we should say too that Oliver will be joining us on that show as well too yes, so. Oliver will be part of the Universal team as well unless you don't like him then we can always change <laughs> right. that so. unless it hurts Craig's ratings <laughs> yeah. and viewership Oliver's and getting a gone. good rating right now they want him to do the news oh wow oh, there you go great great screw the new guy right <laughs> I mean you know go ahead throw, throw John under the bus <laughs> for the new guy and right under. make this guy make this guy's life a living hell they want to listen Smart. to his accent <laughs> that's alright you're going to get to hear it um, what, you don't like my accent? <laughs> Jeez. Just do it in an English accent, you'll be fine. <laughs> no, actually, we'll have John do the news, but 
Oliver will will do the voice. Oh, so you'll lip sync Oliver <laughs> doing the news. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm going to go take a nap. Call me when this is over. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the unattractive actress now, or I can only supply my voice. Um, and of course, uh, every Friday this month, we've been releasing the latest uh, series of the Connecting with Walt podcast with Michael Bowling and Craig Williams this week. Michael and Craig examine how Roy worked to bring Walt's vision of Disney World to a reality and manage the company without his brother to make the decision. So that will be up on iTunes this Friday. And, of course, you can find it at DesUnplugged.com. So what else do we have for housekeeping? My house is clean. Really? Yeah. Pretty much here, too. Nothing? Just busy, busy this week. Been a little bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it has been for you guys. I should say, uh, follow us along on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and all that right now. The uh, Awaken Summer media events happening. So as we speak, Corey is at a uh, conference hearing about ABD, DCL, and more. And tonight, they're supposedly going to give us a look at Rivers of Light. But uh, we'll see if that happens. I thought that was supposed to be last night. No, that's tonight. Last night, we got to dive into the world of Star Wars at Hollywood Studios and uh, so that was last night and then tonight Rivers of Light and Animal Kingdom's nighttime offerings so uh, follow us along on social media to see all the latest news from that awesome cool beans all right then we're going to throw it over to Johnny with the news all right our first news story free dining may be coming soon during an apparent computer glitch this week, dates for a possible free dining promotion at Disney World were seen on the Disney Travel Agents website. The dates listed were August 23rd through October 1st, 2016, November 15th through the 21st of 2016, November 26th and 20- through the 28th of 2016. December 10th through December 21st of 2016. The information was quickly removed, but it looks like we will possibly see this promotion being released very soon. Didn't folks in England just get this? Yeah, they just... Uh, they This week they're getting it. Uh, the, a big email went out to the UK market right. saying they're getting free dining with the package, but I believe their minimum length of stay is 14 days. Yep, it's normally two weeks. Is that normal? Is yeah, that, it's completely yeah. normal. That's, that's what we do. That's what we do. It's <laughs> a long flight. So, yeah, to as we say, it's a long way. Nine hours here. So, well, I'm just—I I was surprised that they made the minimum package length for that because that's like guaranteeing you have to stay on property for two weeks. But then again, with the exchange rate being what it is, you know, it's about you know a dollar fifty for you people um, versus what it costs us. Yeah, I think it's just dropped ever so slightly. But wow, I just did the you people. <laughs> You people. You people. What do you mean, you people? You know what it means. Um, yeah, people from the UK usually travel. <laughs> exactly what it means. People from the UK usually stay here much longer, and this is their attempt to, to capture so that. So sensitive. What? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. To capture that market, you know, to, to sort of make people now, instead of staying off property at a house, they usually rent houses. And saying, come and stay at Disney. And for those of you who are wondering, you can't book this promotion through a U.S. travel agency. <laughs> this is something that Disney does. It's very weird. They separate their travel agency uh, divisions. So if there's a U.K. promotion, it cannot be booked through a U.S. travel agency. So hopefully we will get ours soon. And 
once all the good restaurants are gone. Exactly. Yeah. But here's the thing that I keep trying to remind people of when it comes to the free dining promotion. Um, you know, there was a time some, some years ago where this was a really good deal. Free dining was a good deal. Those days have kind of passed. This is more just an illusion. Um, they almost always release a, uh, a room-only discount coinciding with free dining. And oftentimes, depending on the resort, occupancy rates, the time of year, all of that stuff, the room-only discount and paying for the dining package yourself ends up being less expensive than going with the dining plan. With the dining plan, you're paying rack rate, or with the free dining promotion, you're paying rack rate for that room. So sometimes it works out to be cheaper. So really trying to encourage people, do your homework. Go ahead and price out both the room only with the free dining add-on or um, uh, 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 blah, 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 blah. the other way around. The other way around. The package. Um, what usually happens, though, is free dining becomes really good for the people who have already booked their trip. I already booked my trip. I already know that I'm going to have dining on my reservation or not. I've got my park tickets involved in my package. So this is the people who really benefit from this. And this is where Dreams Unlimited Travel comes in and that we automatically apply it for our clients who have already booked for this week. But, yeah, I mean, when you're looking at a new – I don't understand Disney's logic for a new booking. You know, it doesn't make sense to me that they're going to get a lot of new bookings because, let's face it, the, for the most part, people can't travel at those times of year. Yeah. That's when kids are in school. You know, that's people specifically don't travel because they can't, not because they don't want to. You know, so I don't know how much more uh, attendance they get out of it. No. I, I mean, look, remember when the parks were empty in September? They're not anymore. So I think that has a lot to do with it, Steve. I will say just in defense of uh, dining, though, is that I think it's a cool feature for people that want to come and not have to worry. Like they can go to a restaurant and not have to worry about what items cost. They can just get whatever they want. And I think that's some of the. You can do that by paying for the dining plan. Yeah. Also. Right, right. But it, when you come and it's already paid for, you don't have to. People you're not, enjoy an all-inclusive vacation. Right, right. It's However, exactly. and I'm not arguing with you. I agree with you. But what screen. You like him. I do like we him. like Steve very much. I like him better when he's quiet. Um, oh, oh, I'm joking. Oh. Um, paying for the room and it paying for the dining can work out to be less expensive than booking the free dining pack. Oh, right. Yeah, right. I, so you're, both, you're getting the same exact amount of perks with both, but if you do it the other way, you might be able to save money. You're too. being overbearing. Right. Understand. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about doing room only and taking the di- paying for the dining plan. As opposed to getting the free dining plan. Oh, okay, because, uh, okay, okay, right. I'm you, not gotcha. talking about paying for dining. You didn't understand it when pocket. I said it, but you understood him. Right, I speak, no. Steve. <laughs> I speak, Steve. I speak, Steve. However, I agree with Steve in that people enjoy what they call an all-inclusive. That's why the cruise line is so popular <laughs> because everything's included. That's why things like Adventures by Disney and things like that people like that idea of no out-of-pocket expense. So, I can see it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Story number two. Reports of low attendance at Disney After Hours event. Thursday, April 14th was the first Disney After Hours event at the Magic Kingdom, and it may not have been all that Disney had hoped for. Disney After Hours was announced a few weeks ago, and for $149 per person, guests gives guests the chance to stay in the Magic Kingdom for three hours after park closing. Ice cream bars and bottled beverages were also included. 
It is only held on select dates and was advertised to have a limited amount of people attend. According to reports, there was only about a thousand people in attendance that evening. These may not have all been paying guests, though, because free admission was given to travel agents and ticket sellers attending a special marketing event that day, as well as DVC members. Disney never confirmed how many people the event was limited to, though internet speculation is that it will be capped at about 3,000 guests total. Most rides were open, and photos and reports from social media say that they were all walk-ons, with many people reporting having the attractions completely to themselves. The people who were there gave the event high praise, saying that though it was a splurge, the low crowds felt like VIP treatment. The event is also planned for April 21st, 28th, May 5th, 8th, 12th, and 19th. And the uh, vast majority of the Diz team is going to be there this Thursday. We're going to do it this Thursday night and check it out. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know that... I think that it's way too early to judge whether or not this is a failure. you got a lot of people saying, oh, they didn't get the people. Nobody's going to go. We also have to take into account that there were really bad thunder and lightning storms Thursday night on the 14th. Yeah. The weather was kind of bad. I mean, John and I had an invitation to it, and we looked outside and thought, I'm not going. Yeah. So, I mean, that had something to do with it, too. But uh, the event... From what I understand from a cast member I spoke to, uh, was marked as sold out uh, after they made all these invitations. So while the Internet may be speculating that Disney is capping it at 3,000, I think they may be capping it at 1,000. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to prejudge because I want to go check it out. But $150 to be able to spend three hours in the Magic Kingdom... And there's only a thousand people there mm-hmm. for a park that can easily absorb fifty to sixty thousand people. We were talking uh, about yeah, those. I'll take that. And especially when you consider the list of attractions that's open. I think there's twenty six attractions. Twenty six attractions and shows are open during this event. So you know, there's all this belly aching about oh money grab, money grab, money grab. I don't know about He's you, talking to you, but. If, if that's where they're capping it, if they're capping it at a thousand, you know what? Even if they're 3, capping 000. it at three thousand, yeah, yeah. So let's, you know, look. I want to go experience it for myself before I say one way or the other. But I got to be honest. I'm extraordinarily excited about Thursday night. We were talking about this, and we were sort of saying, let's put us put it in the perspective of when we were coming to Disney. If we were coming to Disney on a regular vacation, like we used to come. You know, before we moved here, and they offered this, and they, you can get in at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. So you have a few hours before the event actually. We would starts. go in and see the shows and the so parades. We go in and see the shows, see the parades. This would be an incredible opportunity. So for yeah, us. think about it. You get uh, in this particular instance, you're going to get seven hours in the Magic Kingdom because it goes until 2 a.m. on Thursday. So you get from 7 to 11, normal, and then from 11 to 2. So you have seven hours in the Magic Kingdom, 150 dollars. Soft drinks and ice cream are included. 26 attractions open. And for three of those hours, you're basically on your own. You're basically not fighting with anybody walking down Main Street. When was the last time you had that experience? I talked to somebody who said they just got off uh, the mine train and got back on. Yeah, yeah. So when you start putting it into perspective like that, we as Disney fans have spent far more for much less. Also, think, so, think about, too, you know, 
if you, if you really massage this right and you say, you know what, I'm going to buy a five-day length of stay and this will be my sixth day. So you now you've worked your tickets around not having that day in the park. This is a great day in and the park. And people do that all the time when they're buying pay tickets for Mickey's Very right. Merry Christmas Party, the Halloween party, that they adjust their ticket purchases, their, their, their length of stay ticket purchases around that plan. And I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, Again, I'm not going to judge it until I've experienced it, but... I was actually talking to my mom about this because she was saying, oh, that seems like a really cool event. Um, and she was saying, do you know who it would be really cool for is conference people who are at a conference all day and then they can go to the park later and then they have the park to themselves and they probably aren't going to be... The conference is probably only like a weekend or something like that. So their opportunity to get into the park for the one day and experience almost everything is like perfect for them. So. So it's a good point. Conference folks are usually offered a discounted ticket. Yeah, but yeah, again, that usually those tickets are during regular hours, right? So uh, I don't think this is a money grab at all. I think it's amazing what they're doing. They're they're giving away stuff. They're making. I mean, you're really. Oh, they're not giving away stuff. They're charging you 150 dollars for it. So they're not giving away anything. Someone said it's a great way to get rid of their old ice cream. (laughs) That's that's like saying you bought an airline ticket and they're giving away peanuts. But they're, I mean, it, it costs them a lot of money to keep that park open yeah. like that. Yeah, okay. But so, uh, yeah, look, I, 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 can't, mean, I can't cast this in the light of public service. This right. isn't Disney being doing this out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah. They're doing this for the purpose of making a profit. Definitely. And, I'm, and, it's, and that's okay. Yeah, I'm That's okay the problem that. here. That's yeah. the problem is that people think that a company making a profit is somehow wrong. And again, it's just, it confuses the hell out of me. What country do you people live in? This is yeah. the way of it here. This is Amer- This is what America is, mm-hmm. okay? We are private enterprise, and companies are in it to make money. I said it in the Daily Fix today. They don't give away magic. They sell it, yep. and we buy. So mm-hmm. this, this whole thing about, you know, you want to do it, but you can't afford it, so nobody should be able to do it, that's nonsense. Nonsense. Or that they should just make it free for you because you, I don't know you got everybody everybody in your age group got a damn trophy in little league so everybody's a winner nobody's a loser and you're a precious little snowflake doesn't work like that so if you don't want to do it you don't have to you can still go and do other things mm-hmm. nothing is being taken away from you mm-hmm. so there yeah. I'm done now <laughs> I just get so frustrated with it I'm not a precious little snowflake apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You're my precious little snowflake. <laughs> you couldn't even get through you that. Couldn't couldn't even, you couldn't know, yeah. even. choked on it. I brought up a little ego. <laughs> All right. Oh, look, Oliver got, a, got to sit next to me during a rant. <laughs> All right, our third and final Welcome. news story. <laughs> third and final news story. Disney Springs Town Center to open May 15th. The Disney Parks Block has announced an opening day for the Town Center section of Disney Springs. The announcement said that some locations would be open at the same time, but the majority of the venues would be open by July 1st, 2016. Town Center is the last section of Disney Springs to open, though there are still some venues in the other areas that are not open yet. This is where the story of Disney Springs begins. The storyline goes that settlers were attracted to the area by a series of natural springs. It will feature a central promenade along with guests along which guests can find shopping and dining. And these were natural springs that spouted money. That's what they were attracted to. <laughs> or alligators. <laughs> Should we call it alligator springs? Alligator springs, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see this project finally come to some form of completion. 
I love what they've done with it so far. I, you know, I really love the vibe. I love what they're adding in there, the restaurants, the stores. Uh, very excited to see the second garage open in 2028. And, uh, you know, whatever else comes. I'm going to be happy. 2028? <laughs> Just caught that? <laughs> I'm sorry. 2018. Um, I'm going to be excited to see the marketplace again. We were talking about this the other day. We haven't been to the marketplace since this all started. It's just too inconvenient for us to get to the marketplace. So it'd be nice to be on that. Well, once that once that other garage is open, that'd right. be a lot easier. Even that center section will make it a little bit easier too to get through. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So, wow, we're we're just rolling through everything. That's here, because we? you know Oliver's not talking. Yeah, really. <laughs> just sitting there being all British and whatnot, sucking up my money, stiff up a stiff up a lip and everything. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, thank you, John. We You're are welcome. going to move on to Rapid Fire, and we'll throw it over to you, John. All right. SeaWorld CIO leaves for Arby's, which at first I just thought was like a her away message for the day. Going Arby's. <laughs> SeaWorld Entertainment Chief Information Officer Darla Morris is leaving the company for Atlanta-based Arby's restaurant. Um, what I found was interesting is I didn't realize her background. Before she went to SeaWorld, she spent 17 years with the Walt Disney Company, where she was part of the initial team behind Magic Bands. She also was involved with the startup of the Disney Cruise Line and opening of Hong Kong Disneyland Parks and Resorts. So I think this is an interesting transition to go from SeaWorld to Arby's. But She uh, went from taking care of animals to slicing them up for sandwiches. I was going to say, <laughs> just shove it in Peter's face, aren't you? That she develops whaley sauce. Well, and didn't I? I, I could have sworn there was a thing last week. Isn't Joel Manby stepping down? The guy. Say more that, about that. Chief executive of SeaWorld. I thought I saw that. That he was leaving. Maybe. He's or maybe gonna, it's her. I don't know. He's gonna work at Arby's. He's gonna work at Arby's too. They're both gonna be fry captains. All right. She's gonna have John. the Arby's magic band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin. <laughs> I'm going to talk about ABD. ABD uh, 2017 dates come out tomorrow if you're a return guest. You have to have completed an adventure if you would like to book the first two days. It opens to the general public on Friday the 22nd. Uh, last week, I made a not-so-veiled reference to the fact that we were working on something for summer of 2017. Some of you got it, some of you didn't, and some of you just didn't care. Um I alluded to the fact that we were trying to put a backstage magic up against the D23 convention. We are still going to have a backstage magic trip for bumped up against the D23 convention. However, D23 wants nothing to do with ABD. They want nothing to do with us. And the flat-out answer, if we could sort of have this work together, was no. No. There was no gray area. Just no. So that's not something we can work out. However, if you're interested in attending the D23 convention, we will have the backstage magic that butts up right against it. Send me an email at Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. We don't have a contract for this yet, we, but I've been told that that date is ours. So if you're interested, you're going to have to book D23 on your own. But as John pointed out, we'll try and work on getting a block of rooms for after the backstage magic for the Anaheim Hilton, and but you would have to register for D23 at whatever level you want to register on your own. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Jackie. 
Um, okay, so if you guys are fans of Pandora bracelets, there is going to be a special Pandora jewelry event launch from uh, April 29th and 30th at the Cherry Tree Lane inside the Marketplace Co-op at Disney Springs Marketplace. And for the first time, they're going to have um, actually two items that are 14 karat gold. So really, really pretty. Um, the first item is a 0.925 sterling silver bracelet with a 14 karat gold clasp. And it's called Shimmering Mickey Swirls. And it's really pretty. So I don't know if you guys have... Um, I have this special Pandora bracelet that's the one that has Cinderella Castle on it. And it's the exclusive Disney Parks one. This one is also exclusive, but it's 14 karat gold, which is really cool. Is the, the pendant separate? The bead is separate from the bracelet, right? You don't the have to buy it is, except that? Mm-hmm, yep. The bead is the second um, the second item, and it looks similar to the clasp. Um, it complements the, the clasp on this particular bracelet. And I think it's really, it's really beautiful. I love the swirl, and I may have to... My charm bracelet isn't quite full yet, but... I might need to justify getting that one because it's really pretty. Are there any prices on that? We don't have, let's see, I don't see any prices. Um, but the event is going to be the 29th and 30th. So if anybody is in town, you can go to that event where I'm sure they'll have pricing available. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Love Cherry Tree Lane. It's right. my very favorite. Thank you, Jackie. You bet. Oliver, for his first rapid fire. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about the Wishes Dessert Party. Um, they are now, as of today, actually taking same-day reservations, uh, as well as uh, advanced reservations. And it's revealed what we're going to be doing with, or what they're going to be doing, sorry, with the former FastPass Plus uh, viewing area for the fireworks. That's going to be used for firework viewing for <coughs> same-day reservations for the dessert party. And that's the one that's off of uh, Plaza, the Plaza Gardens. That's correct, yes. It's, I, if there's space available, um, people that have booked in advance can choose to view it in either location, but from what I read, it's just going to be in that one particular location for same-day reservations. I feel like they might have a problem where there's going to be just so many people that just want to watch it from the FastPass location that there's no one going to be watching it from Tomorrowland Terrace anymore. Why would you pick I, that over? That, I, I've always found that Tomorrowland Terrace uh, location it's horrible, horrible and to watch the fireworks. Right up against right. the fence. You have to go right, right up against the. Why do you want a roof fire. over your head if you're Not trying to watch you're watching also, fireworks? Exactly. You're also so, to the right, so you, the fireworks are off center. Yeah. There, you yeah. don't exactly get a center so, shot of the castle. Right. I almost don't understand. I feel like the same day reservation sh- people should be the people that have to stay, and the advanced people should get to have the good seating. I don't really get that. My but. opinion, the train station should be where the dessert party is. That would be cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, all right. Thank you, Oliver. Back to Yay, you. Oliver, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your trophy. Really? <laughs> You're special. Yay. Special little snowflake. <laughs> From one snow- special snowflake to another, Craig. Okay. Well, last <laughs> night, uh, one of the uh, parts of the media event was uh, talking about the brand new Star Wars fireworks show that's going to be debuting this summer. And uh, unfortunately, we weren't allowed to take any photos or videos of what's being planned. But there was a tiny, uh, there was a tiny little model of the Chinese <laughs> theater that was shooting projections on it to kind of simulate how it's going to be in the show. And if you've seen uh, Disneyland forever or watched our videos on it or anything involved with that it's going to be basically the same technology and an upped version of what they already started with um with celebrate the magic is that what they project on it's a small world there 
Yes, as well as that. So they've come a long way in upgrading the technology so it's clear, just better. But um, also the show director, I believe he was the show director, but uh, from Imaginary Michael Roddy was there to answer questions. And so he shared quite a bit about the show with us um, in terms of details. Uh, First thing, they are... I keep saying upgrading the technology. They're taking it to a whole nother level, uh, especially with the, the music and the soundtrack. It's still going to feature the iconic John Williams music that should accompany every Star Wars movie. However, for the first time, they are going to be playing the music in 7.1 surround sound in the park. Hmm. So instead of just having speakers all around playing the same thing, it's actually going to turn into an immersive music experience uh, in terms of... That could be very interesting. Yeah, so his example was there, you know, you might see projections of uh, X-Wing going from one side of the screen all the way to the other, but you might also then have that sound traveling behind you and hearing it too. So it's that that's the first big development they're making on it. Uh, the next thing is kind of shared that the best place that you can view this show uh, will be right in the hub in front of the Chinese theater. Uh, Not like Disneyland Forever where the best view is actually if you stand all the way in the back and watch it all happening. None of the projections are going to be on uh, Hollywood Boulevard there. It's just on the Chinese theater and surrounding buildings. So you're going to want to get up very close. Uh, But one of the aspects that will make this show extremely repeatable is that there's basically the way the buildings are set up out front there's going to be three different screens that you can focus on so uh you know you can keep moving your head back and forth to look at the show but the only way to get a complete experience of seeing everything that it has to offer is by seeing the show at least three different times so you can kind of watch the different aspects of it and um as you can see in the amazing what they have to do to get people back into that park but but it's going to be amazing. And as you can see in the concept art, they're adding basically flamethrowers on top of all the buildings. Again, uh, amazing what they have to do to get people into that park. Brand new. <laughs> blow up the Chinese theater every night. And they will. Just, get, just brand new fireworks effects. Uh, this show, from the way they're talking about it, this <laughs> has the potential to be the best nighttime show in a Disney park. I just, well, I'm very concerned about that thing. area where you have to watch it from. It's so small. It is. Compared to everywhere else that, you, that they show fireworks. Especially when they're telling you that no place else is, good as, is as good. One of the uh, one of the aspects that I do like about it is if you've been over there now, they have the new Star Wars uh, Galaxy Far, Far Away show. Um, the stage that they actually built for it, at night it will move into the ground kind of the opposite of Fantasmic, where it's standing room and then it pops up over at Disneyland. Uh, it'll be the opposite. The, sh- the stage will be there during the day, and then before the show, it'll sink down into the ground, so that way it opens up even more viewing areas than you'd have before. Oh, okay. um, uh, another really, really nice little touch that they're adding in. They used uh, to do that in show. Disneyland 100 years ago. In Tomorrowland, I've seen video. Uh, there was a stage that rose up out of the... They actually still do that for the uh, Jedi Training Academy out there now. So we got to see it. It was my first time ever seeing that. It was so freaking cool. The video shows Annette Funicello coming up out of the ground. That'd be even better. Mm, I agree. Yeah. 
not to tread as a training academy is bad at all but uh no i i'm very excited i it was my first time actually seeing the updated symphony in the stars fireworks they have there last night and <laughs> there's something about the fireworks in hollywood studios that are just they they up it for everything even the frozen fireworks were extremely pr- uh impressive that they've had over there and i know way back in the day everyone loved the um sorcery in the sky fireworks that were there it's just they always know how to up their game on their nighttime shows there we were there one time and i forget where he went but obama visited disney world and they canceled fireworks someplace else and they decided that have them at mgm or um, disney studios and they were spectacular just spectacular cool yeah so it's going to be very exciting when it opens up so all right thank you craig steve so mickey and minnie have had a makeover in shanghai they look a little bit different i don't know if is that the picture of them where they look different Mm because they how do they look different well my picture looks you can tell a little bit more i don't know well yeah not helping me (laughs) But, Five miles away. <laughs> yeah, so they look a little different there. Um, I don't know if the change is coming to the American parks. What makes them look different, Steve? Yeah, describe. The, they just words. have different masks. If, I don't you know. Re- if you read the comments on where this was posted, it's really 50-50. Most people are saying, I see no difference whatsoever. And other people are like, I hate this. This is the worst thing ever. I'm never going to Disney again. I think it looks so, a little plasticky more now. I don't know. I don't see a big difference. I think it's the eyes. They look. When I look at those, they just they, there's no expression. Uh, oh, they look dead inside. Oh, <laughs> Much like oh, the Chinese. Oh, oh, right. oh. Say that. <laughs> see, I see the opposite. Their eyes, to me, have a little bit more character. What I don't like is the at their cheekbones that's where something looks off to me it looks a little bit more puckered a little bit more like cutesy uh yeah. japanese animation style which for shanghai makes no sense but i, I don't know it's alex i'll take xenophobia for I'll, a thousand also uh someone just pointed out that Minnie no longer is wearing uh <laughs> lipstick i couldn't talk for a little bit but i didn't realize she was wearing mixed lipstick before she's letting herself go and no eyeshadow people said they she used to have eyeshadow they've been married a long time in an effort to get back to the land she's going natural is she i think they're her hand their hands are different because now they're smaller so they can make ipads (laughs) what not appropriate too soon too soon (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you thank you for that that steve um we're going to move on, and Jackie Gailey has the top five trip planning threads from Disboards.com for the month of March. We're a little late with it this, uh, this month. I have one question. I was just going to say, you're going to say, is thing? yours number one? How many of them no, are it's yours? Not. Okay. <laughs> that one was a fun thread, though. There was a lot of matches. Yes, we get it. It was the best thread one. ever. I understand. <laughs> Good. As long as, as long as there's an understanding here, I just want to. Make sure of that. <laughs> you guys are silly. <laughs> okay. So for the number five thread, um, so speaking of Shanghai Disneyland, they're getting ready to open on the 16th of June. And I picked for the number five thread, the Shanghai Disneyland grand opening trip planning thread. So you can find this thread on the other lands section of our global global neighbors board. So, um, Woo's Felix started this thread. So folks planning on being at Shanghai Disneyland for their grand opening could chat amongst themselves and maybe make plans to meet up. Um, if you're planning on being at this 
the park looks gorgeous. It does. I'm dying. I can't believe how beautiful. I mean, that castle is just... 18 months. 18 months. Oh, I just can't believe how gorgeous it is. I've never been to um, an overseas Disney park, and it just amazes me how different some of the things really are there. I mean, the attractions, the... It, it's just really, really cool. So if you're planning on being there, um, this thread is called Shanghai Disneyland Grand Opening Trip Planning Thread. And um, definitely hop in that thread. Um, number four is the Rumors of Light, which was previously the Rivers of Light d- <laughs> dining package is showing up as an option. So apparently right at the end of February... Um, poster Ariel SRL started this thread because a friend of hers briefly saw a Rivers of Light dining package available in My Disney Experience. So she just briefly, for a split second, saw this this thing available and posted on the disboards. And this thread has actually been between 10 and 15 of the first 20 slots for the entire month of March for our trending threads. For the for the month, um, and the way that works, folks, is that um, because every page in a thread is considered a separate page, uh, so you know one thread could have five slots in the top ten. Because if you know five pages of that are really popular, that's how it's going to be picked up by by our analytics. So what Jackie is saying basically is that for many days throughout the month of month of March, fifteen of the top twenty pages on the Diz were related to this thread. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. That doesn't happen very often. Mm -mm. Like every time a new page started, it was that was trending the next day. It was really crazy. So and now that everybody's made friends and all the anticipation, um, there's been a new thread created over on the theme parks, attractions and strategies board for everybody to kind of hang out. And now they're calling it rumors of light rumors of light. (laughs) Well, that's the uh, the other thing that, you know, um, WDW News Today, uh, WDWNT.com was reporting uh, today that uh, they're now hearing that Rivers of Light may not open until after summer. Yeah. And, you know, uh, last week, I think it was, I, I speculated that this had something to do with Shanghai. Subsequently, uh, from some emails I received and some people I talked to, it really doesn't have anything to do with Shanghai. They are apparently employing some very different technology in in this show, and they're having they're having issues making this technology. Someone work. said that last week. Who could have that have been? Me. Hmm. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to have room for the orcas. <laughs> they do. <laughs> now that they're out of work at SeaWorld, they gotta have Arby's. No, so, actually, we, we had heard, but I had heard not specifically direct information or anything, but the speculation was that the technology was so new that they're really having trouble deploying all aspects of it and that what the press will see tonight is not going to be the full show. Right. That's what I've didn't, heard. Didn't you say this morning that they think one of the boats sank too? That was one of the rumors. It's uh, not confirmed, but one of the rumors is that one of the barges or boats that they use in this show sank. Rivers of Titanic. Gosh, I hope not. Rivers of uh, Titanic. Um, yeah. The doors float. The doors float. I hope that's just a rumor. I hope that really didn't happen. Those things are Nobody died. small fortune. It's okay. I know. But and they've got the money. Wow. Do really? they? Do they really? Codepen- codependent no more. <laughs> Melody Beattie. Read it. Um, but I'm looking forward to this. I know that um, 
<laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's Me funny. either. <laughs> I'll just laugh. She's out. like so codependent over like Disney losing money. They're giving away free things. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> they worked hard to make that. Oh, God. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. I'm very surprised, though, that Disney got as far as a press event and this wasn't ready. This that I I don't think I've ever seen that before. It's very rare when there's going to be a preview or a press event that that show's not ready. I am surprised yeah. this press. I've event never seen hasn't it. Never canceled. seen it before. Never seen it. And what eighteen years we've been doing this. I'm talking this. even like uh, uh, you know they don't show you the rough cuts of movies. A movies when it goes to the critics, it's completely edited. When a Broadway play opens and invites the critics in, it's ready. You don't. The critics don't come and watch dress rehearsals. You know. This, this tells is, me. This tells me that this is, you know, potentially this is being rushed. Mm-hmm. This is being rushed. There's an awful lot of pressure to get this open. Wasn't there a lot of problems opening World of Color? There were, but it, I'm I remember sure there being ready, delayed. But it was ready for the press event. But I think they moved the press event. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember if that's not true. I don't remember specific. Well, no, that was. Uh, I don't remember. Actually. I think that was ready for an anniversary. Was it the 50th anniversary? I don't know. I don't remember. I seem to remember there being issues with that opening, that it didn't work right. Yeah, they had some issues, but I don't know. I don't know. But that's what you get when you get brand new stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. No, Here's absolutely. the deal. Disney's inventing this. It's not buying anything off the rack. I this was going to all... say, it's pretty incredible yeah, what they're really doing. Is. And I don't think any of us really realize just uh, the amount of engineering. I mean. I think we do. It's incredible. I, I don't know. But I mean, you haven't seen it yet. You don't know. No, but don't just know if it's how incredible it is. The, I mean, obviously they're employing new technology, but it remains to be seen whether or not what effect that has and, and how well it's implemented. I'm sure, you know, I have I have high hopes it's gonna be it's it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be fabulous. Nonetheless, it is still it is still very unusual, Jackie, that <laughs> they are holding a press event it for is. something that is not open. Um, that it is. that's a fact. So let's go on to number three. It is. So that thread got to be up to 573 pages in just over a month. So I wanted to point that out. But a lot of that turned into um, a community thread as opposed to information about rivers of light. Well, it happens. It, a little bit, but there was a second thread that was created that is just their read, hangout. It's I read a that thread, and a lot of it is silliness. <clears throat> and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with silliness, but I think the fact that it's 576 pages, it's not 576 pages of hardcore information. No, but it was before. It was about. It was at about 560 before the... All right, next thread. Yeah. So... Um, These are your boards, and you don't want to hear about them. Yeah. It's just like, okay. <laughs> oh, it's just kidding. <laughs> It's a one-hour show. So the, in the third spot, I picked Mistakes Made on First Trip. And this one's over on the Theme Parks, Attractions, and Strategies board. Um, this thread was started by Misha72683. Talks about some mistakes that she made on her first trip. And she also talked about things that she would do differently on her next trip. And she asked other posters to do the same. And I picked this thread because I think it's really cool. Um, I think that just because one person has an opinion, that doesn't mean that it is the way it goes. And what might work for one person might be a mistake for someone else. And so people are weighing in and, you know, talking about different dynamics of their families and different ages of kids and what works differently for some and and I just think it's a really cool thread. Um, there's just so much to see and do, and one person's mistake might be someone else's pixie dust. You just never know. 
Um, so that one you can find on the theme parks, attractions, and strategies forum. Um, in the number two spot, I picked um, how is the Diz bankrupting you? And this one was trending on the theme parks, attractions, and strategies board as well. And started by Princess with a Blaster. Um, this thread discusses those great suggestions you've all read on the boards, um, suggesting must-have items to make your trip perfect, from matching T-shirts to different moisture-wicking items to packing cubes. You might just go broke before you leave on your vacation. Um, folks are weighing in with their lists of stuff they never would have brought had they not learned about it right here on the disboards. So really fun. So if you need some ideas for things to bring with you, take a look at that thread. Um, and then the number one thread that I picked for March was the new Magic Kingdom paid Dif Disney After Hours event was announced. And this thread went crazy right away, um, as you guys can all imagine. Um, it seems like such a long time ago that the Magic Kingdom After Hours was announced on the Disney Parks blog. But on this thread started by, now I'm going to say this wrong, Li Huan, I think it is on our theme park attractions and strategies board. There's been lots of planning and discussion on whether or not people would pay the money for this event. Um, obviously really debatable because it just depends on who you are. You know, some people might like it, some people might not. So lots of conversation on that. Um, we were hearing some reports from the first night and it sounded like it was not as much of a success as we talked about on the news earlier. So, or was it? I, I don't know. I'm thinking it was pretty successful. I don't know. So... Well, we'll see if Disney continues doing it. Yeah, then, then we'll know. We'll know. Yeah. So, so, so All that's right. it. Well, thank you for that, Jackie. Yeah. That is going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Mm -hmm. Have a good week. <laughs>